Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillah, elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala khatamil anbiya'i ve'l mursalin Muhammedin amin. Ve ala alihi tayyibin tahirin ve men tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ve da'a bi da'watihim ila yawmiddin amma ba'd. My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Tonight, inshallah, I would like to take you to Surah Araf and if we look at the Surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins by speaking about different Anbiya different Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their respective stories. So in the beginning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts with the story of Adam alayhi salam the first human being and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created him وَلَخَدْ خَلَغْنَاكُمْ ثُمَّ صَوَرْنَاكُمْ ثُمَّ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمِ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسِ لَمْ يَكُمْ مِنَ السَّاجِدِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the angels to make sajda to Adam alayhi salam and along with the angels Iblis was present there and he was also commanded to make sajda, yet he refrained. He disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> and as a result, he was cursed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the well-known story of how Adam and Hawa alayhi were in Jannah. And shaitan came and tried to misguide them. And how they ended up sending, send, being sent down to this dunya. All of that is mentioned. And then some scenes of the Day of Judgment in the Akhirah are mentioned. Afterwards, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the next great Rasul, Nuh alayhi salam. لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ Indeed, we sent Nuh alayhi salam to his people. فَقَالَ يَا قَوْمِ عَبُدُ اللَّهِ And he said, O oh my people, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. بَالَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ غَيْرُهُ you have no God worthy worship besides Him. Inni akhafu alaykum azim. Verily, I'm afraid if you disobey Allah Ta'ala, do not believe in Him, then there will be a torment of the great day coming. The leaders of His nation, they said, We don't believe in you. We see that you are in open error. He said, No, I'm not in error. I'm not gone astray. Rather, I am the messenger from the Lord of the worlds. I am conveying to you the messages of my Lord. And I am wishing well for you. And I know from Allah that which you do not know. So the story goes on. And those who believed in Nuh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved them. We saved him and those with him in the ship. And then we drowned those who denied our signs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed his enemies and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved Nuh along with the believers. So those who believed in Nuh despite being in the minority, they were saved. In the majority, despite having the numbers and the strength and the power that comes with the numbers, they were destroyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
<coughs> this is the lesson we learn from the story of Nuh alayhi salam. Then Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِلَىٰ عَادٍ أَخَاهُمْ And then to the nation of Ad, we sent their brother Hud alayhi salam. He came with the exact same message. قَالَ يَقُومِ اللَّهِ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ غَيْرُهُ He said, O oh my people, worship one Allah. You do not have any God besides Him. أَفَلَا تَتَّقُونَ وَلِنَا فِيرَ اللَّهِ He was also faced by the people who denied him. إِنَّا لَنَرَاكَ فِي سَفَاهَا We feel you are foolish. وَإِنَّا لَنَذُنَّكَ مِنَ الْكَاذِبِينَ You are a liar. He explained to them, I am the messenger of Allah. I am conveying the message of my Lord. And then they said, لِنَعْبُدُ اللَّهُ وَحْدًا وَنَذَرَ مَا كَانَ يَعْبُدُ آبَاؤُنَا You want us to leave the gods of our forefathers? Bring on your adab. And then eventually at the end of the passage, Allah Ta'ala says, فَأَنْجَيْنَاهُ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ بِرَحْمَةٍ مِنَّا We saved Hud uh, salam and those who believed in him with, through our mercy. And we We cut off from the roots and we completely destroyed those who denied our signs. And they were not the believers. Again, we see a repetition of the same message that those who believed in Allah, those who believed in the prophets of Allah, they were the ones who were saved. And those who disbelieved in the prophet of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down winds upon them. And uh, these winds were uh, so forceful that they uh, picked them up and and threw them back on the ground and destroyed them completely. Allah Ta'ala mentions in another place, Surah Haqqa, seven nights and eight days the wind blew. And the Qawm of Ad, they were lying about strewn on the floor like the palm trees that have been cut down. Like when a hurricane comes on the coast and the palm trees are uprooted and how they are strewn about on the floor, on, on the ground, that's how these huge bodies were lying all over the place. They're the ones <coughs> who used to proclaim, Man minna Who can be stronger than us? Who has more might than us? We are the strongest human beings ever. Allah has given them a lot of strength. Man ashaddu minna quwah. They said, who is stronger than us? Awalam yaraw anna Allah alladhi khalaqahum huwa ashaddu minhum quwah. Can they not see, can they not realize that the Allah who created them is far stronger than them? So with the nation of, of Nuh we saw that the majority did not help. Being in the majority did not help. With the nation of Ad, we learned that having physical strength does not help without uh, the guidance and hidayat and iman on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then we come to the next nation Allah mentions in surah Araf wa ila thamuda akhahum saliha and to the nation of thamud we sent their brother salih alayhi salam right qala ya qawmi abdullaha ma lakum min ilahin ghayru he had the same call he said oh my people worship the one Allah you do not have any god besides him so this is uh, the part of the kalima which is the same between all of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La ilaha illallah. There's no one worthy of worship besides Allah. Tawheed is a aqidah uh, uh, and belief which is part of Islam, central to Islam. The most important core principle of Islam, the central pillar from the beginning of time. And the various rulings, injunctions in the sharia, they changed over time. Based on the situation, based on the time, based on the uh, on the uh, on the conditions, but 
The aqidah of Tawheed always remained. La ilaha illallah, Adamu Khalifatullah. La ilaha illallah, Nuh Najihullah. La ilaha illallah, Ibrahimu Khalilullah. La ilaha illallah, Musa Karimullah. La ilaha illallah, Isa Ruhullah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the first part of the kalima always remains the same. The second part is the one that changes uh, with every respective prophet. So Salih came and invited his people. And these people, they saw that the nation prior to them were destroyed by winds. So they thought they were smarting, smarter than Allah. They can outsmart Allah Ta'ala. And they used to carve their homes in the mountains. Because they thought that when the wind blows, we'll go inside our mountain homes and we'll be safe from the wind. Our homes will be safe. They are basically carved into the mountains themselves so they can withstand the flood. They can withstand the wind. The flood that came in the time of Nuh salam, these are top of the mountains. And they will be safe from the flooding and they will also be safe from the wind damage. So Salih salam came and invited his people um, he reminded them of the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah. remember the blessings of Allah ta'ala you are carving beautiful homes from the mountains and they rejected him again the weak people some of them accepted Islam but the arrogant ones they rejected him and Allah Ta'ala had sent a miracle for them in the form of a camel that came out from the rock and instead of believing in Allah Ta'ala the camel that they had demanded they wanted a camel to come out of the stone Allah Ta'ala sent a huge she-camel that gave birth and became two camels that came from the stone yet instead of believing in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala فَعَقَرُ النَّاقَةِ they killed the sign of Allah Ta'ala the miraculous miraculous uh, camel they actually slaughtered it وَقَالُوا يَا صَالِحُ اُتِنَا بِمَا تَعِدُنَا إِن كُنْتَ مِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ so boldly عجيب how much arrogance in this ayah here we can see قَالُوا يَا صَالِحُ they said O Salih اِتِنَا بِمَا تَعِدُنَا bring on the adab that you have promised us إِن كُنْتَ مِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ if you truly are a prophet so surely they called upon the adab they wanted it they said bring it on فَأَخَذَتْهُمُ Allah Ta'ala mentions that a angel was sent that screeched and screamed and from the screaming sound of the angel all their hearts burst they could not tolerate that sound um, and Salih salam he passed by عنهم, and he said قوم, he said oh my people address the dead bodies I had conveyed to you the message of my Rabb and I advised you and I wished well for you it is your fault that you did not love you did not like those who were your well-wishers and your advisors you hated them you hated me and you were denying me so in this story we see that having beautiful palaces beautiful homes beautiful mansions is of no avail will not help a person if he does not have iman and amal sariha he does not have belief in righteous deeds all of these things of the dunya all of this uh, all of these palaces will not help a person the only one who will be successful is the one who has iman and amal saliha Allahu Akbar
So Allah Ta'ala then mentions the next story Walutan إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ أَتَأْتُونَ الْفَاحِشَةِ مَا سَبَقَكُمْ بِهَا مِنْ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْعَالَمِينَ Now when Uta salam comes He not only speaks about Tawheed And oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But he also mentions a specific crime That his people were involved in He says to his people Oh my people Are you coming to do أَتَأْتُونَ الْفَاحِشَةِ Such an obscene act Such an act of obscenity Immoral crime مَا سَبَقَكُمْ بِهَا مِنْ أَحَدٍ مِنَ الْعَالَمِينَ no one prior to you in the world has ever committed this sin. So this was the sin that the Qawm of Lut unfortunately is infamous for and they lived in the town of Sadum. And from the word Sadum comes the sodomy, the English word for this uh, horrific act that they would commit. Lut says to them, Innakum latatuna rijal shahwatan min dunin nisa musrifun. Verily, you come upon men to fulfill your desires, physical needs and desires, and you leave the woman Allah has created for you. Rather, you are people who have musrifun, crossed all the limits of transgression. This is a horrific crime you are committing. And we are living in such a day and age where this is becoming more and more mainstream, and um, it is becoming confusing for our children growing up in this country where they are presented that this is an acceptable lifestyle. So we have to have this candid discussion with our children and explain to them that we do not hate anyone. We do not discriminate against anyone. We don't want to uh, do anything uh, illegal. And we do not hate the sinner. But we have to understand at the same time that this is immorally unacceptable in our deen. This is an immoral crime. And um, it is never acceptable for our uh, for others, nor should na'udhu billah we ever adopt this practice ourselves. This may be some a, a difficult uh, topic to discuss and uh, and, and a sensitive topic and uh, uh, for people to hear, but at the same time it must be said. Unfortunately, because we do not speak about this topic and because of the evil environment around us, there are also Muslim youth on the men's side as well as on the women's side who are falling into this sin and are, are becoming a victim of this sin the sin of the people of Lut so we have to create awareness regarding this and make sure it is clear in the minds of our young children that this is unacceptable uh, Not young meaning not when they are very young and hopefully innocent of this but when they reach that age that they are uh, are learning about these type of things at that point we have to make it very clear that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created males and created females and has created separate roles for them and responsibilities and Allah Ta'ala has created uh, for each one uh, their uh, uh, partner for the male the partner is the female for the female is the male they are partners for one another and what is the uh, institution of marriage in Islam what is the concept of marriage it is only between a male and a female we do not believe that two males can get married or two females can get married this is something that which goes against our Islamic teachings we have to impart this education it is important we cannot afford to remain silent on these matters um, so I personally know of, of so many Muslim youth several Muslim youth not one or two cases uh, who have fallen into the sin and openly are leading this type of lifestyle some of them came from very religious backgrounds some of them one of them was even a Hafiz of Quran yet fell into the sin in college and is openly uh, leading this lifestyle and undergoing uh, uh, you know, therapy and and uh, hormonal therapy and and sex change operations to change his gender. So.
So all of these things are happening. It, you know, sometimes we have this very naive attitude and uh, that, you know, th these are other people, other nations are falling into this sin, but our Muslim community is safe from it. That is uh, unfortunately not the case. Rasulullah had foretold that whatever sins that you see in the outside community of the Jews and the Christians that they are doing, uh, some segments of this ummah will be following them step by step. And whichever hole they go into, they will fall in the same exact hole. And that is what we see. And subhanAllah, our deen you know, cuts at the root of this. Uh, that Rasulullah has said, the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends upon those men who adopt similitude of women and the curse of Allah descends on those women who adopt a similitude of men so uh, adopt, changing the gender and having sex change operations is absolutely forbidden and haram in our deen uh, whereas even wearing the clothes of the opposite gender are haram and adopting anything that belongs to the opposite gender for a female to have a male size haircut or to wear uh, clothes exclusively for males or for a male to wear clothes exclusively designed for females even the colors that are for, uh, known for female colors for a male to wear those colors is forbidden in our deen and for a male to wear the jewelry which women wear is forbidden um, so these are, uh, are important things that we have to know sometimes uh, the objection comes that you know this is the way God created me this is my natural urge that I have towards the attraction towards the same gender why would I be punished for something which is naturally within me there is a whole debate about it uh, about nature versus nurture is it uh, based on genetic factors or is it environmental factors that causes a person to become homosexual what causes it um, so if you don't even have to push it and say that this is all environmental it's all through uh, the exposure that a person has that causes them to become deviated and corrupted and have the wrong uh, inclination we don't even have to push that particular way even if people are trying to prove it that it's genetic that it's inherently within a person he does not have a choice it's not voluntary it's involuntary okay even if you accept that still we will tell them that the objection then arises if God created me this way then why would I be punished how is it a crime so the response would be very simple that having this inclination towards the same gender having these desires feeling that way is not a sin if you naturally feel that way then having those desires is not sinful rather what's sinful is acting upon those desires and fulfilling those desires enacting it and actually bringing it into existence and going forward with those desires and having illicit haram relationships that is haram otherwise Having the if a person has a desire and says, La hawla wa la illa billah, I seek your protection, O Allah, from this wrong desire. I will never fulfill this desire, but I have this wrong desire within me. And O Allah, you purify my heart and my mind from this sickness. He prays to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he remains chaste, right? Then this person will be rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This person will be successful in this test. Every single person in this life has different tests. Everyone has a test and everyone has different tests. This would be a particular test for this person. The same thing would apply, for example, if somebody has this in, uh, innate uh, in, um, um, feeling and desire uh, uh, to to steal, to rob, and he says that you know this is the way I've been programmed. 
I have this particular sickness that I have the desire to steal I have the uh, uh, burning uh, 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 desire from within me that I cannot extinguish to steal and rob whether I need it or I don't need it right this is a type of sickness some people have uh, there are examples where people are are millionaires but then they are caught uh, shoplifting from like cheap stores dollar store they're shoplifting why because they have this burning desire to steal and they cannot conquer it so just because you have the desire to steal we will explain to the person doesn't make stealing legal or all right or okay or permissible rather you would have have to combat it and you would have to fight that urge and uh, and protect yourself and guard yourself from stealing and make toba to Allah Ta'ala from having the feeling and try to overcome it right if somebody has a desire towards attraction towards minor children in I'm giving an example which nowadays in society is understood to be incorrect it's considered everyone agrees that it is uh, not permissible not ethical not moral not legal uh, to molest young children so we would if somebody has an urge wouldn't make it permissible but rather he would have to conquer that urge so nowadays in society homosexual behavior between consenting adults is considered okay and 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 the one who disagrees with it is considered uh, to be a homophobe to be a hater of, uh, of homosexuals which is itself is uh, a crime and to be a homophobe homophobia or hatred of homo uh, homosexuals so we would say that uh, uh, if somebody has a desire towards minors you will have to curb that desire same way if a person has a desire towards the same gender must uh, um, must uh, try to curb that desire and not fulfill it and you know this term homophobia is also a double standard here something that we need to explore uh, for example you take the phrase Islamophobia or who is an Islamophobe an Islamophobe is the one uh, who hates Islam who uh, and wants to destroy Islam and uh, considers all Muslims to be terrorists and considers Islam a religion of terrorism and um, misrepresents Islam has unwarranted hatred of Islam and uh, and uh, and uh, he tells others that Islam is um, a religion of violence he propagates this wrong belief and this wrong perception that is an Islamophobe Islamophobe uh, if somebody uh, doesn't believe in Islam doesn't adopt the teachings of Islam doesn't take the Shahada and in fact believes Islam to be a false religion is happy being a Christian happy being a Jew but does not hate Islam or Muslims would that person be considered Islamophobe no we cannot say that until you accept Islam until you take the Shahada until you adopt Islam or accept Islam as a valid religion then you're a homophobe then you're Islamophobe you would never say that right rather we would say as long as you respect Islam you're okay so only when you start hating Islam and misrepresent our teachings then you become an Islamophobe right you you do not have to accept Islam uh, uh, to not be an Islamophobe only by hating Islam you become Islamophobe so on the other hand when it comes to homophobia this term the threshold is much higher that to make sure you're not a homophobe you have to actually accept that homosexuality is a valid lifestyle 
marriage between men, marriage between women is a valid lifestyle. Until you accept it as a valid moral lifestyle that is acceptable uh, to everyone and nothing wrong with it whatsoever, until then you're considered a homophobe. If you say that I don't hate homosexual people, I'm not going to attack homosexual people, I'm not going to hurt anyone, uh, I have nothing to do with them, I, I however believe that it's an immoral lifestyle, per my religious beliefs, it is not something uh, that um, I agree with, that's it, you would be branded as a homophobe. So this is the strange times we are living in. And we need to protect and guard our children from this crime. Lut he addresses people and he said, uh, that you are committing such a crime. None of the creation before you, none of the people before you ever committed this crime. They were the first people who started this. And even the angels that came in the form of human beings to visit Lut to tell him about the adab that is going to come, uh, they, uh, these uh, people of Lut they were almost breaking down his door in trying to uh, uh, attack, uh, to trying to um, rape these uh, and assault these these messengers. Of course, they would never be able to do that. Those are malaika, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had granted the malaika much greater strength than human beings. But this was their condition. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in Surah Al-Hijr The people of the city they came with they were telling each other wow they are, these are handsome men who have come into our town Salam was pleading with them he said verily these are my guests so please do not assault them do not disgrace me do not hurt my guests fear Allah do not um, humiliate me by attacking my guests and Lut told them, These are the women of the of the of the city. He re- referred to them as my daughters, as he was the father of the nation. He said, My daughters, meaning the women, they are present here in the town in Kuntum if you have to fulfill your lusts and desires. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the entire Quran, this is where he swears by the life of Rasulullah. And he says, La uh, I swear by your life O Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi They were blinded in the intoxication means their intoxication They were blinded in, uh, of, by the lust and passion of their intoxication the Intoxication of their lust and passion And Lut pleaded with them and said That Alaysa minkum rajulun rashid is there not a single man amongst you who can uh, heed my call and see my plight and and stop this madness? Why are you guys breaking down my doors and trying to assault my guest? I mean, this is uh, uh, how far the situation had gone in the time of Lut alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, in uh, uh, this is in Surah Hud, Allah ta'ala says, um, right from the beginning when Lut saw these guests he said oh my god this will be a very difficult day because these handsome men have come to visit me what is going to happen the nation came running towards him and Lut said these daughters of mine they are more pure for you 
And Rashid, is there not a single rightly guided man here who can heed my call? They said, قَالُوا لَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ مَا لَنَا فِي بَنَاتِكَ مِنْ حَقِّ The people replied that, you know, we have no desire for your daughters, we have no desire for women. وَإِنَّكَ لَتَعْلَمُ مَا نُرِيدُ And you know very well what we want, what is our objective, we want those men. قَالَ لَوْ أَنَّ لِي بِكُمْ أَوْ آوِي إِلَىٰ رُكْنٍ شَدِيدٍ Then Lut salam in desperation, he said, I wish I had some strength and I wish I had some power so I can protect my guests and ward you off. But I am alone and you are a whole group, what can I do? Finally, the messengers, they addressed Lut salam قَالُوا يَا لُوتُ إِنَّا رُسُلُ رَبِّكَ They said, O Lut salam don't worry, calm down, relax. We are messengers of your Lord, we are angels. We are not some weak human beings. They will not be able to harm you. They will not be able to harm us. They will not be able to assault us. Don't worry about our safety. And in the middle in the night, I want you should leave with your family members. And none of you should stay back except for your wife. She will be afflicted with the same adab as the rest of the people. Because she was along with, uh, she was, uh, uh, she was with the disbelievers, even though she was the wife of Lut salam, just like the wife of Nuh salam, despite being the wives of the prophets of Allah, these two women, they disbelieved in the prophet. This is such a great tragedy. Being the wife of the prophet, they did not believe in the prophet. Naudu billah. Allah Taala mentions these two women, uh, these wretched women, uh, in uh, Surah Al-Tahrim. Allah <laughs> Allah gives an example of the two wretched uh, women deprived of the mercy of Allah, mahroom women, the wife of Nuh salam, the wife of Lut salam. They were married to ibadina salihin, our righteous servants, our prophets, but they disobeyed them and they entered into the fire of Jahannam. This is in contrast with Allah mathalan fir'aun. Allah gives the example for the believing people of the wife of Fir'aun. Subhanallah. The wife of Fir'aun. Fir'aun being the greatest enemy of Allah. His wife, Athiyah, was one of the most righteous women of all times. When she made dua to Allah Ta'ala that, Oh Allah, build for me a palace near you in Jannah. Save me from Fir'aun and his tyranny. Save me from these zalim people. So in any case, the angel said here, Your wife will be afflicted by the same adab as the rest of the people. The appointed time when the adab will strike is the morning. Is not the morning very near? The morning is very near. So hurry up and get, get uh, start moving, packing, and you have to leave this town. When the adab came from Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala says, we flipped over that whole area, picked it up, and on the wing of the angel, and it was turned upside down, and it was just like you flip over a burger or a pancake when you're frying it. You turn it over the egg when you're frying it. Allah Ta'ala turned that whole uh, area upside down. And Allah Ta'ala made the rocks from the heavens fall down and rain rocks upon them. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala destroyed that area where the Dead Sea is there today. So this huge adha came upon these people and we seek the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, protects us uh, from similar adhabs because of the prevalence of this crime in the outside community as well as within the Muslim community. May Allah ta'ala protect our young, protect our next generations.
Then the surah continues on, Surah Araf, وَإِلَىٰ مَدْيَنَ أَخَاهُمْ شُعَيْبًا Then to the nation Madian, we send our Nabi of Allah, Shu'ayb alayhi salam. The, the Qawm of Shu'ayb alayhi salam had a particular sin they were involved in. And Allah Ta'ala mentions that, قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ عَبُدُ اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَهٍ غَيْرُهُ He starts off by inviting them towards Tawheed. And he says, Oh my people, worship the one Allah. You have no God besides Him. This part of the da'wah, this part of the uh, invitation is the same between all of the prophets. Worship the one Allah. You have no God besides Him. But then moving forward, he tells them, فَأُوفُ الْكَيْدَ وَالْمِيزَانَ وَلَا تَبْخَسُوا النَّاسَ أَشْيَاءَهُمْ وَلَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ بَعْدَ إِسْلَاحِهَا ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ He tells the people that why do you cheat? And why do you, uh, 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 um, why do you um, swindle people of their money? And you defraud people? And you uh, enter into um, fraudulent uh, uh, transactions with people? And you try to cheat them? So he says, فَأُوفُ الْكَيْدَ وَالْمِيزَانَ because these people were merchants and traders and they they had a crime where they uh, that was prevalent amongst them and that was that they would be cheating when they're buying and selling so he says measure out properly when you are buying and selling and don't cheat the people what is due to them and do not create corruption on the earth this would be better for you if you would become true believers so again the same story happened those who believed in shuaib they accepted islam they were saved and the rest of them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an adab upon them. Thereafter, the story of Musa begins. We cannot continue as the time for Aisha is coming near. But the bottom line we see from all of these stories, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not reveal them as bedtime stories uh, or, or just stories for children to learn when they're in school. Uh, but rather, these are lessons for all of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ In the stories mentioned in the Quran, there are lessons for those who have intelligence. They are not fabricated stories. Rather, they testify to the truth of the previous scriptures, where the stories are mentioned in the previous scriptures as well. And they have the details of all the things which are necessary for us. And it is a source of guidance and mercy for the believers. This is the last uh, ayah of Surah Yusuf. At the end of that beautiful story, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, don't get lost in the story. Don't get so enamored of the story that you forget the moral and lesson of the story. So the moral and lesson of all of these stories is that in all conditions, uh, whether um, a person has the majority like the people of Qumi Nuh, or has the physical strength of the people of Qumi Ad, or has the beautiful palaces as the Qumi Salih, beautiful businesses as Qumi Madian, or beautiful agriculture and farms like the Qumi of Saba, or have the kingdom of, uh, of Nimrud, or have the army of Fir'aun, has the wealth of Qarun. Any and all of these things put together will not save a person from the adab of Allah Ta'ala in this dunya nor in the akhirah. And a person will face destruction either here or there for sure. The only way that a person will be successful despite not having uh, uh, the majority like the Qawm had, not having the physical strength like Qawm Ad had, not having the palaces of Qawm Thamud, not having the agricultural gardens Jannatani an yamini wa shimal of Qumi Sabah not having the wealth of Qarun not having the kingdom of uh, of Nimrud not having the army of Fir'aun not having any of these things but the only thing a person has is Iman and A'mal Salihah belief and righteous deeds then that person will be successful otherwise all of humanity is in utter destruction Asri inna al-insana lafi khusr all Allah Ta'ala swears by time and throughout time, this is a testimony to that. This is a proof and evidence throughout the history. We can see that all of mankind, in the insana, is an utter loss. 
except for those who believe and do righteous deeds and invite one another towards truth and invite one another towards patience so this is what we need for our success iman and amal saliha belief and righteous actions may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to take lessons from these stories and implement them in our lives share these stories with our children so they can learn as well protect our children as I mentioned uh, with a little bit detail with the Qom from that particular sin from the sin of cheating and, and defrauding people of Qom Shu'aib and from all the sins of all the past nations may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us protect us may Allah ta'ala grant us khatima and iman wa akhu da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen